This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. This is Unsportsmanlike. Unsportsmanlike. If we're talking about things that we're over, I am over you wearing that outfit. When it comes to the sweater, <laughs> what would you with, like with, me to wear? Collar shirt. That's not you. Wait, I what? love I just, I, Tell me what I you just, would like me I to wear. I just got used to hoodie Evan with the members only jacket on right. top of it. You're I don't just understand why it. you're why you're deviating from it. I it's uncomfortable for me. I don't like. I don't like I'm making you uncomfortable yes, with the sweater like and button down. I thought about going to HR last commercial break. I'm like, I don't like you but, doing that. <laughs> hoodie Evan. Well. Today, I've been one-upped. Hoodie Smalls. I just can't believe it. You're wearing the hoodie and the bomber jacket that not only is my look, I get yelled at by CeCe back with us on Monday when I don't wear this. And now you're wearing the same thing as me. What? I knew CeCe was off today. I thought maybe we could just match, that we would be on the same wavelength for the show today. I thought maybe if I showed up in this, you'd be in a good mood. Like, oh, look, I I inspired Michelle's outfit choice today. It bothered me. I'm going to tell you why. Uh, People could see it on ESPNU. Those listening across the country and all of our great ESPN stations, I will describe it for you. Smalls has the Carolina blue hoodie on today. It's a great color. I love the color. And I don't have the Carolina blue hoodie in my uh, arsenal here. And now I can't buy it because it's yours. I'll give this to you. Do you just want this one? Uh, breaking news. Your hoodies will not fit me. I shouldn't be wearing Carolina <laughs> blue. They're, they're a sports nemesis of mine. Yeah. Wait, wait a minute. That's a great point. The number one game that you reference is the 05 Ugh. National Championship in college basketball Disgusting. between your school, Illinois, against North Carolina that you lost to Roy Williams and company. You always Sean reference May. that oh. game. Yeah, I've been a guest on 101 ESPN in St. Louis where literally – Randy, your former co-host, asked me specifically, has she brought up 05 Illinois UNC yet? And I said, yeah, I think day one. And now you're a UNC fan. That's how we're going to take this. No, 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 oh, no. Yeah. Not a UNC oh, yeah. fan. Yep. Just happened to be wearing the color today. It is a great color, though. I'm just saying. Carolina blue is great. Michelle Smallman, UNC grad. Uh, Evan Cohen, University of Wisconsin grad. Yeah, that's what it is. That's what I'm making you a UNC grad. I, I went there when I was producing for Russell and Canal. We went on a college basketball tour, and I wanted to hate it so oh, badly. It's the best. I wanted to hate the campus. It's I wanted to, wanted to hate Roy Williams. I wanted to hate the whole thing. It couldn't have been better. It was amazing. It was so painful for me because Roy Williams was insanely awesome to us. He let us shoot around. He came to set. He was so great. And I want. He told us where to go to lunch afterwards. Sutton's for burgers, which was a great burger. I was so bummed out. I wanted to leave there being like, what a jerk. Instead, I left there being like, great guy. We're on Sportsman Life, presented <laughs> by Progressive Insurance. So the Mahomes rules, what are those? Well, Antonio Pierce, head coach of the LA, how old am I? The Las Vegas Raiders had this to say on the podcast that he was on with Max Crosby, a stud defensive player, The Rush with Max Crosby. We got the Jordan rules, and we, we I'm calling now from now on, as long as I'm here, the Patrick Mahomes rules. Mm-hmm. So you remember when Jordan was going through it with the Pistons, all those guys in the 80s before he came, Michael Jordan, Air Jordan, the Pistons used to whoop his Anytime he came to the hole, elbows, yeah, filling them, yeah. love taps. We touched them. We in the head mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually. I'm touching you. Mm-hmm. So I show those guys Jordan getting his whooped. Okay, so AP says that on our show Yesterday, we were all loving the idea of that physicality and that old-school football nature. Harry Douglas, co-host of Freddie and Harry, um, had this to say about the Mahomes rules as well. 
when you look at Patrick Mahomes, you try to figure out how can I eliminate him? You're not going to be able to eliminate everything, but if you can consistently hit him, we've seen that with Tom Brady. What did Tom Brady hate? Pressure up the middle. Yep. We also seen it with Aaron Rodgers. When you get pressure on him, things change for him as well. So it's no different from Patrick Mahomes. If you're able to get to him, have quarterback hits, sack the quarterback, change up coverages, make things difficult, be physical with the wide receivers, you have a chance of beating the Kansas City Chiefs. Okay, so that was kind of the consensus for a while. I even personally felt that way yesterday. And then Greeny, 10 a.m. to noon Eastern time here on ESPN Radio, changed my mind a little bit. I'm going to tell you right now, I don't like it. I don't like hearing it. And if I'm the league, I'm doing something about it. Hmm. And I'll tell you why. Protecting the quarterbacks is the most important thing the NFL can do. Patrick Mahomes is the most important player in football. He's as important a player as football has had in a long time. He is right there with Brady and Peyton Manning and Brett Favre as a draw. No one, There is no bigger draw right now in the sport than Patrick Mahomes. Maybe Taylor Swift is the only bigger draw than Mahomes is. You cannot have coaches preaching hurting him. And I understand that he's not going to go so far as to say hurt him, but I'm telling you right now, if I'm Roger Goodell, I'm calling Antonio Pierce. I don't mean to be a fuddy-duddy on this, but I'm going to say, listen, I'm going to instruct my officials to be keeping a close eye on Patrick in your games because of what you said. First of all, excellent use of fuddy-duddy by Greeny there. Way to work that in. <laughs> that now becomes the takeaway. I love we it. We had all these serious points, and now all we're going to care about is fuddy-duddy. No, I just wanted to acknowledge that because it was a great no, I think way you're to, right to, to weave it, it in. Yeah. I understand where Greeny's coming from because when we are talking about the marquee names, the name on the marquee in the NFL, Patrick Mahomes is the first name that we go to. Yep. And you do want to protect your stars, especially that star. We are a a country obsessed with football and obsessed with quarterbacks. So I understand his thought process of we need to make sure that we're not having these conversations publicly about how to do anything to eliminate this guy because he's important to the vitality of the product. But also Antonio Pierce is a head coach who's having to go against this guy and who knows that whatever we throw at him, he's going to beat us. He will find a way to beat us. So what is the only other avenue that we could do? We can physically wear him down. And I love that he's acknowledging that he's saying Patrick Mahomes is so great we have to we have to attack him differently just like other teams and other players had to do the same thing with Michael Jordan back in the day he's going to find a way to beat you so what do we need to do we need to be more physical I think that it's a sign of respect saying that they have to approach defending Patrick Mahomes in this way this is a game that is physical it's physically demanding it is brutal at times physically and I don't know why we don't acknowledge that or we shy away from comments like this from Antonio Pierce when that's part of the reason why we love this game is the physicality involved in it I can't fight off literally one thing you just said but I also can add on to this Smalls by saying maybe Antonio Pierce as a head coach in this league shouldn't be drawing attention to the fact that his team is obviously going to be extra physical with a guy that no scheme can stop. So the only thing that you maybe have to do, and I want to point out, there's a difference between saying hurting someone and hitting someone. Correct. He's talking about hitting someone, not hurting someone. But what happens is if that quarterback, in this case Mahomes, takes one split second extra because he's worried maybe possibly about somebody coming at him in a way that they wouldn't have prior – that one split second at that position can make a massive difference and actually give the Raiders a win like they had on Christmas last year against the Chiefs versus a loss. But my point 
not Mulgrini's point that I am now backing up is Goodell may have to act on this. An act may not be a penalty. It may not be a fine or suspension. It's not going to be any of those. It's going to be a simple conversation with the rules committee when they're talking, obviously, to the referees and everybody's preparing for the season of, hey, beware when you play, when you ref, excuse me, a Raiders-Chiefs game, we have to be aware of this because we need to protect the biggest star in our sport. And by the way, even if it wasn't the biggest star in the sport, any team publicly suggesting a Mahomes rules or any quarterback name there rules, they have to be aware of that. They have to be conscious of that. And I don't know why you draw that upon yourself versus just doing it behind closed doors. So because he said the quiet part out loud now? Because everybody in the NFL is probably thinking the same thing. If we can't beat him schematically, how else are we going to approach this? I agree. But he's just the only one who was transparent enough to say it out loud? And that was my my reaction was the same. The three of us yesterday sat here, CCU, me, we all had the same reaction of this is great by AP. This is so obvious. You got it. You got to act this way and you got to approach it this way. And I still believe that. But I'm having second thoughts based on what Greeny said about saying it out loud because if I'm Antonio Pierce and I want to give the Raiders the best chance at winning, I don't want to be officiated differently against the most difficult team to play against in the NFL, in the Kansas City Chiefs. But just because he's saying the obvious thing doesn't mean that I need to to villainize him or penalize him or view their team any differently when I know that every other team is probably thinking the same thing and approaching this the same way. Also, I love that it's coming from AP and the Raiders because that's the identity of the Raiders. We are going to out-physical you. We're going to be the toughest team to play. We are not going to wave the white flag just because you're Patrick Mahomes. We are going to find every single possible avenue to get at you and wear you down. I love that he wasn't afraid to say this out loud. But I just say it in the locker room. Say it to your team. No bounty. No, you got to do this. Right? We're not suggesting hurting. What we're suggesting is can you be physical enough to get Patrick Mahomes to basically delay what he would do so easily and get that split second extra of time. That's what you need to do. Yeah, but I out I, of fear. I can't I can't reconcile the fact that we love football because of the physical nature, because of the toughness. And then when he acknowledges that, somehow we're gonna say, Oh, whoa, whoa, you can't say that when it comes to this one guy. Because guess what? Antonio Pierce and the Raiders, they also have a job to do. They're also professional athletes. They also have to figure out a way to beat that guy. So I don't know why we would want to protect just him more than anybody else. Even though he's the biggest star in the league and him playing is important to the vitality of the product, I understand all that. But we can't put his needs and protecting him above everybody else and their ultimate goal as well. Why not? Because. He's the biggest star. It's a business. No. It's a show. We shouldn't have favoritism here. Come on. It's the quarterback position. That's where the favoritism is, and it should be. If they said that about Baker Mayfield, we are not having the same conversation. It's about yes, that guy. It's it, about well, that guy. Not the same conversation. If theoretically that Antonio Pierce came out and said we need to have the Baker rules, we'd question him as a coach. Because he <laughs> why, said that about Baker. Why are you putting extra rules in? For, and Baker Mayfield was great last year. Don't get I, me wrong. On and that. I'm not using this as a way to diminish him at right. all. I'm just saying he's not on the same level as Patrick Mahomes. So you think, so So if the question is, is this a good conversation or is this a fuddy-duddy conversation, you think it's fuddy-duddy? You think it make, it's more fuddy-duddy? What, is that what Greeny said? Greeny did say he didn't want to be a fuddy-duddy. So you're saying it's only fuddy-duddies that are saying this? No, not at all. But I'm, I'm just saying, why are we pretending to be shocked by this or upset by this or think that this shouldn't be part of the, the rhetoric and the conversation around Patrick Mahomes? This is football. But I could ask you the same question the other way. Why are we pretending like we're not going to protect the greatest players in this sport? 
Why are we pretending like the league doesn't take note of this and think, wait a minute, we can't even have Patrick Mahomes come close to getting hurt? It's the same thing. You're you're right. You're saying, why are we pretending like football isn't a violent, physical, nasty sport? You're right. That's why we love it. I get it. So why are we also (laughs) pretending like the quarterbacks are not going to be protected? And when you're targeting the quarterbacks, they're already so protected. I know, but you're saying it out loud. (laughs) 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776, your telephone number to join the show. We want to hear from you guys on this. Agree or disagree with what Antonio Pierce said, and is Greeny's point fuddy-duddy, or does it make some sense? A reminder, tune into NBA Action on Sunday, Sixers Bucks, presented by Indeed. Coverage begins at 12.30 p.m. Eastern Time on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. We're fuddy-duddy on ESPN Radio. (laughs) We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit... Your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. CC back with us on Monday. Been having this conversation about the Mahomes rules, to which Greeny, I think, added a a layer to it that changed my mind, honestly, in that while we all know what Antonio Pierce said in terms of going after Mahomes in a legal way is the mentality of not only the Raiders, I'm sure it's the Broncos and the Chargers mentality, too, in that division, he just said it out loud. And I think Greeny's right, because if you're the NFL, it is your job to protect your players. And that's what they're, and especially that player specifically. AJ in St. Louis, listening on 101 in St. Louis. Hey, uh, I'm glad to have, be, have a chance to be on here. Um, being from St. Louis, small, you know. Yeah. My daughter played national softball. Been playing since she was little, war number four. We always had a big conversation about the difference between hurt and injury. I believe Antonio Pierce does want Patrick Mahomes to play hurt. Hurt is in hitting him in the stomach, making his stomach hurt, hitting him in his legs, making him, like you said, making him think about things. Nobody's saying he wants to injure him. They just want to hurt him enough to make him think twice before he gets back in that pocket. I think you're, I think you're on to something specifically with the think twice thing. I mean, the hurt versus injured, sure, but I, I personally get uncomfortable, and thanks for the phone call, even alluding to that because – I want to believe that that is not specifically what he's saying, obviously, even though it probably actually is deep down what he's saying, but it's just to think twice. 
It's just that thing twice because there's no scheme that can beat this guy. We're going to be unrelenting in our physicality towards you to the point where it disrupts your rhythm and what you're able to do to us. That's the way I, I perceived it. I actually think small is your favorite sport is the best example for this. If you're thinking about a pitcher that brushes a guy back, mm-hmm. if you're, let's use Pat, Pat just brought up Barry Bonds, right? In his mind, greatest player he's ever seen. Totally fair to say that. If Barry Bonds takes one step away from the plate or leans back slightly because he thinks a pitcher could hit him mm-hmm. that alters the at-bat in a way where you don't neutralize the greatness, but you alter the greatness, which I think is really what Antonio Pierce is saying, is that nobody schematically can alter this man's greatness. We have to find another way of doing it. If it's you versus us straight up, he's going to win. He had. I mean, he didn't last year, but yes, he has. Most times. Right. He's, he's going to figure a way out For to sure. Do. So that I, I appreciate that they're trying a different route. I also don't think we we need to not pretend like this is part of football. I have no issue with what Antonio Pierce was saying. Ryan in Texas, listening on Sirius XM80, watching on ESPN2 and you. What's up, Ryan? Yes, I have two major points to, to make. One, and by the way, thanks for taking my call. One is that you, you can't think that the league isn't going to adjust. You brought up Michael Jordan. You look at how you know physical uh, the defenses were against him. Now you fast forward. Now it's been a while, but the league has basically adjusted to that physicality. has more or less gone away in protection of Jordan, in protection of their star players. And point number two, I mean, even like Tom Brady, right, the league kind of adjusts with the tuck rule. Uh, they adjusted the rules to kind of, benefit Tom Brady in the way that he operated, protected their, their, you know, their golden child. And my point number two would be that uh, Antonio Pierce made a rookie move. You know, you don't give away your strategy, especially this early in the, you know, this is off season. Like, can you imagine uh, Mahomes adjusting, right? Just like Jordan did where he hit the weights a little bit more, you know, mm-hmm. imagine a, a buffer fitter, more athletic Patrick Mahomes and what he would do to the league. And the, uh, the referees are going to adjust as well because you have those 50-50 calls. Like, he's running to the sideline. Maybe he is in bounds, but, you know, they push him and he goes out of bounds. They're, they might be more likely to, to call, to call the, the, you know, the rough and the, uh, the uh, unsportsmanlike conduct, and, and you're giving away your competitive advantage with basically, what, six months to go before the season that, that's starts? A, that's like, a very, it's a very interesting point, Ryan, and thanks for the call. I have to believe that Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid sit down together at some point before the season and say, okay, we've done it so long this way. What do we think teams are going to do to adjust to how good we are? What are they going to try to come up with? I don't think what AP said, Antonio Pierce said, would surprise him. I think he knows they're going to be physical. And Now, you chuckled during that. I think I know you well enough to know. When when he said Mahomes needs to get in better shape, your mind went immediately to the dad bod viral picture, did it not? 100%, yes. Well, and I was thinking about him doing the Michael Jordan, and I took that personally and hitting the gym, and I just imagined him emerging from this offseason totally jacked. Like a different version of himself saying, oh, okay, yeah, they're going to be more physical on me. Well, I'm going to become a stronger version of myself to endure that better. Does that definitely make him better? I mean, he's the goat in waiting looking that way. If I was him, I wouldn't mess with a thing. <laughs> You're eating and drinking all offseason uh, long. Whatever he's been doing <laughs> is working. I wouldn't mess with it. <laughs> John in Alabama listening on Sirius XM 80. What's up, John? John. Hey, guys. This is John. Hey. What's going on? Can you hear me? Yes, go ahead. Hey, uh, this is John. Uh, so um, I disagree with what Mike said. Uh, I don't think quarterbacks, you know, should be refereed different or any any other player. 
everybody should get an equal chance to, to compete. Now, greatness comes with you, you know, uh, facing all those hurdles, uh, you, you know, the physical game. So we expect, we expect different schemes. We're not talking about hurting quarterbacks, but just the physicality part of it, you know, that's for Patrick Mahomes to, to, find, to find a way and a scheme to be better than that. So, I mean, I'm a Tom Brady fan, and Tom Brady also faced different kind of schemes, but he was able to beat those schemes. So that's, that's all I have to say, guys. Yeah, and I understand what you're saying, but I also think, like, not every player is created equal within the scheme of this billion-dollar business that is the NFL. Like, there are going to be some guys that care more about it. They're not going to put in rules to protect kickers and punters. They're going to put in rules to protect the quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. They're the star actors in the show, and they're going to protect them. And that is what this whole thing is about, is about the hypothetical of maybe possibly Mahomes, God forbid, getting hurt. I mean, that's really what we're talking about. This whole conversation is really about, is the NFL going to look at this and say, we cannot allow Patrick Mahomes to be in a position to, God forbid, get hurt? Well, then he shouldn't play football. No, but that's that's an extreme, Smalls. Come no, on. no, it's not. Because anytime that you step foot onto that field, you know that this is a physical game and that people are coming at you to take you down and that there's the chance that you could get hurt. There's already so many rules in place to protect the quarterback. At what extreme are we going to go to next? Maybe just because these comments are made? We know that everybody's going to try to be physical to Patrick Mahomes. We know this. Just because Antonio Pierce says it out loud doesn't mean that we should be shocked by it or change anything in the game because he said what everybody else is thinking. See, you just actually, in my head, made my point better than I did. Because you said we all know that the NFL is going to do everything to protect the quarterback. They already do. So then why say it out loud if you know the league is going to be sensitive to it? You know they're really sensitive to this. Why give ammo to them in that spot? You know they're sen- they're, they're more sensitive. I think it's ammo. It kind of is, in my mind. It, you don't think it's ammo at all in any way, shape, or form for the league to do what Greeny said. For Roger Goodell to make the phone call and say, hey, we can't operate this way. Hey, referees that are refereeing that game, please be aware of the fact that this coach suggested those players to go after that guy. It's kind of their job as a defense to go after that guy. I understand, <laughs> but you're more aware of it in those moments. 888-SAY-ESPN is a telephone number to join the show. All right, Smalls' favorite team. She loves the Dodgers. Ugh. Dodgers or pressure rankings around sports. Next on Sportsmanlike on ESPN Radio. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. 
Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. We're going to do pressure rankings, Dodgers or, but I'm sorry, something happened. I need to bring in Eric in Florida, listening on 99.1 FM in Florida. Eric, what what did Nuno, our producer, just ask you? He asked me if I sneeze, and he was going to bless me for it. Okay, this is a fascinating thing. So we're listening to Nuno screen the calls, and all of a sudden we hear him say, Eric, did you sneeze? I'm like, what? He what, what was your thought process on this, Nuno? Well, I heard there was some noise, and I said, Eric, did you sneeze? And he said, no, I coughed, and my response was, you know, if you did, I was gonna, I was gonna bless you because I learned we had this when I was producing Greeny. Greeny on air sneezed, and no one on the show acknowledged it, and he was upset that like no one acknowledged it. So from that moment on, it's like, oh, you sneezed, bless you. And you feel like you need to do that for the callers? Yeah, because the callers are part of the show, right? That's like right. Eric, I'm not arguing you know, that. So, they're one of us. Yeah, they're one of us. So it's like Eric. If, next time you sneeze, Eric, let just remember that I would be saying bless you to you. So when Eric said, Nuno said, if you would have sneezed, I would have blessed you. I weirdly thought about Nuno as a priest. <laughs> He's doing the thing. Oh, like, no. I think, yeah. I think Nuno, you'd be a good priest. Father yeah, Nuno. No. We, we got to pass on that one. <laughs> that would be the longest mass. He would take forever to read everything. It would be awful. No, I think the homilies would hit. And then I would sit there and be like, you guys know what I mean. Yeah. I'd be in the middle of one thing and then just go to the sidetrack to something else and be like, you guys know what I mean. Go in peace. I imagine. Go in peace. When he brought up streaking, you know, if the Yankees were to win a World Series, he would streak. I imagine somehow stuff like that getting worked into the homily. He would certainly have my attention in the pews. Oh, my God. Is Eric still there, by the way, or no? He is. Okay, Eric, are you now more likely to call and listen to our show because you know that Nuno would bless you if you sneezed? <laughs> well, you know, you guys are great people, so I greatly appreciate that. And I wanted to say, hey, Evan and and uh, Michelle, and uh, Happy New Year to Chris when he comes back on Monday. Perfect. Yeah. Well done. Well um, done. But I, but the reason why I called is, is you know, I mean – I realize it's the media, sports media, you know, but I'm kind of over the marshmallows going, oh, you know, we've got to protect this guy. And, oh, my goodness, we let's, you know, let's wrap him in bubble wrap and put him out there and see if he can throw the ball. You know, I mean. I'm not I mad, I'm not mad at the hurt. idea of that. I got to be honest with you. And thanks for the phone call. I'm not mad at the idea of wrapping him in bubble wrap out there. I'm not. Like the kid from Little Giants? I'm just saying that the reality is anything we could do to protect that guy, why would we not? That's my point. I don't really want to wrap him in bubble wrap. But why wouldn't we protect everybody, though? Because not everybody's Patrick Mahomes. Right, but if you're protecting him above all else, you're potentially putting someone else at a disadvantage from being great in their own way and rising to a certain level of stardom. Smalls, do you care? Do you care? Yes. Well, let me me do it backwards here. What's your favorite movie of all time? Goodfellas. Goodfellas. Okay. Star of the Goodfellas in your mind is? Well, there's several. Who is the main star in your mind? Probably, well, Ray Liotta is the okay. star. So but Ray I, would, I would argue Joe Pesci. Okay. So one of those two. Do you care if the extras get hurt on set? Yes, of course. No, you don't. Oh, my God. Why wouldn't I care? It's going to impact the movie? Yeah. Oh, really? The extras. 
Uh, you're really going to sit... Forget her. Forget her on this. She's standing on principle. You can't even have the conversation. The point is you protect May Recipes Ray Liotta, and you protect Pesci, and unfortunately... So are you suggesting that the NFL is scripted? Because... Oh, my God. I mean, I need those guys to deliver the lines. They know what the plan is. In the NFL, we don't know All who right. the star is going to be from game to game. I, we know it's Mahomes. It could There's be no anybody. <laughs> it could also be Max Crosby. He could be the star of that game. All right. Uh, pressure rankings here. Uh, basically, Smalls despises the Dodgers so much that we are doing a Dodgers or to determine which team in sports has the most pressure on them to win the next title available for them to win in the season that they're in or the next season upcoming if we're in the offseason. Dodgers or here's Pat Costello. With the Dodgers or game. Pat? Hello. Hello. Hello, Pat. The Dodgers or the Buffalo Bills, who's under more pressure to win? This is a really good one because the Buffalo Bills are under a lot of pressure to win. Josh Allen is under a lot of pressure to win. Patrick Mahomes has been standing in his way for a while. We constantly have the conversation about how elite he is, etc. But I still think it's the Dodgers because of all the star power on that team and all the money they spent. They spent over a billion dollars to assemble this team. People automatically assume that that is going to translate to a championship and a championship pretty quickly out of the gate. Whereas even though we put a lot of pressure on Josh Allen and he takes a lot of heat for not getting it done, we still kind of default to, well, Patrick Mahomes, it's hard to get through the Chiefs. I don't think he he would take as much heat for not winning as the Dodgers will if they don't. All right, so I'll answer this question not standing on principle like you just did on something because I don't think there's pressure on any AFC team to win outside of the Chiefs because we always do the, well, how can you bet against the Chiefs? That all said, I think it's the Bills. I think it's the Bills because of the fact that, like Shohei Otani has been built up as the best player in baseball, and you know what he is? The best, the best player, player in, in baseball. baseball. Mookie Betts has been built up as the most versatile, wonderful person, teammate, player consistent in this sport and you know what he is all of those things he is that guy josh allen has been put in the same conversation as patrick mahomes and you know what he's not in the same conversation as patrick mahomes so i'm putting the bills more pressure than the dodgers next one pat the boston celtics or the dodgers who's under more pressure to win? i mean the celtics have to win it all they have to they have to and you can see this thing potentially breaking up if the Celtics don't win at all. I don't believe they have any interest in ever trading Tatum or Brown. Brown, excuse me. But I believe that if they don't win at all, or don't get to the finals, that they may be forced into the idea of trading Jalen Brown because of the enormous contract that he has earned based on the way that the league is constructed today. And the fact that Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum basically play the same position, but it is a position you want multiple of in this league, which is 3 and D wings and, and versatile wings. But I think more pressure on the Celtics. So when we talked about this exercise yesterday and I was doing my homework last night, I thought, okay, the Dallas Cowboys will have more pressure to win than any franchise in sports until they get it done. We're using the Dodgers here as the barometer. The Celtics are number two on that list for me. Even though the Dodgers spent all this money and there's high expectations for them to win because of the star power that they accrued, they still did win a World Series in 2020. A lot of people want to put an asterisk next to it because it was a truncated 60-game COVID season, but they still did get it done. The Celtics and Jason Tatum have been there. They've been lurking for years and haven't been able to break through and this season it seems like everything is in alignment for them to get it done they are the clear-cut favorite right now so I think they have the most pressure outside of obviously the Cowboys who just because of the brand will always have the pressure bad job by the New York social scene Michelle Smallman prepares for this show non-stop all the time but there are some nights she gets invited to big events sounds like last night was not one of them terrible job I had a dinner 
I stand corrected. Back to you, Pat. I just have to leave these things very early. But I had a dinner. Of course you did. I was right down the street here, and I thought to myself, I should have packed a bag, and I could have slept in the green room here instead of having to go back to my place, go back. You live in New York City. Why would you sleep in the green room? Because I was I mean, quite, I quite literally, apartment. it's bigger than my apartment, and I was quite literally next door from our studio. Celebs at this dinner? Um, there were some people of note in the room. Two nights ago, the big dinner, celebs? Big time celebs. Okay. Pat, your dinner, celebs? No. Okay. Big Daddy? <laughs> in your building? You asking Javante or? Oh. No. no go ahead. Next one. <laughs> the Dodgers or the Jets? Who's under more pressure to win next year? The Dodgers. The Jets have pressure to win what? Like a game? What pressure do the Jets have to... Like, well, you've, you've heard that there's this quarterback named Aaron Rodgers, right? If Rodgers is healthy, they have an immense amount of pressure to get it done. They pushed all of their chips in on eight and on what he wants, building this team around him and the manner in which he wants it to be. They have to succeed with this guy. But I think that because year one was such a mess and such a failure that people aren't really placing the expectation level the same as it was before he ran out of that tunnel with the American flag to start last season. I think there's more pressure on the Dodgers to win, but that's not to say that the Jets are devoid of it because they're not. I'd like to survey the room on something with this. Do we think that they're going to go all in again on getting everybody that he wants? Yes. If David Bakhtiari is released by the Packers, if there's any inkling from the Raiders that you could blow them away for a Devontae Adams trade and give up multiple first-rounders, do we assume the Jets are going to go even further into the Rodgers business this year? Nathaniel Hackett is returning. They're going to do whatever he wants. Uh, Yes. You have to. You sold your soul to this man. You have to now go all continue. But future to go. first, Father Nuno. <sighs> they, I mean, at this point in time, you better because you're going to clean house anyway, and that your franchise is going to be a disaster. So you have to pay for your sins, my child, <laughs> and your so, sins of giving your soul to this man, Aaron Rodgers. So Nuno, if the Raider, if they're going to call the Raiders because Rodgers wants them to trade for Devontae Adams. And, and the Raiders say, sure, give us the 10th pick this year and your first rounder next year, and the Jets have to make that trade? I mean, they shouldn't, but they will because it's all about Aaron Rodgers. It's, I know I know, Devontae's I, great. The Raiders should maybe offer that. In, they should call the Jets on their but own. But here's the funny one. part. I think the Raiders say no in a, in a uh, Devontae Adams trade. Well, I crazy. think the Raiders say no. But what Nuno said right there is so true. They shouldn't, but they will, has been exactly what the Jets have done ever since Aaron Rodgers came into the into the fold. They've done all of these things that they probably shouldn't have, but they continue to do. So why would I think that it would stop now, especially that he's coming back and he's healthy? I think Kimberly A. Martin said it best when she joined us months ago and talking about this situation. They're they're basically pregnant right now with this Aaron Rodgers experiment, and the only way for them to get out of this is to give birth. They have to f- see the process through. Last one, Pat. The Dodgers or the L.A. Lakers? Might as well keep it in Los Angeles. So I would say the Dodgers have more pressure for this reason. I think the Lakers seem to be gearing up for next season. Mm-hmm. 
I think LeBron will come back. I think he actually will opt into that player option or sign a longer-term deal. They have expiring contracts, and they have multiple first-round picks. I think that the Lakers are actually gearing up not for 23-24, but for 24-25 for probably LeBron's last run as a top-two player, let's say, on a championship team. I think the Dodgers have to win this year. I think the Lakers have to win next year. I agree with that. The Dodgers, in totality, I think have more pressure on them to win over the next let's call it three to seven years, but the Lakers have more pressure on them to win in the immediacy because they know they only have a finite amount of time left with LeBron James and they need to capitalize on that. There we go. Pressure rankings, Dodgers or coming up. Do you know there's been a big argument? You know, what happens on this show is amazing. So we do a show for the audience, right? Nuno, Pat, and Javante do a show for themselves in Bristol. So there's, I want to include everybody, including us, on the big show they've been doing recently that has not made it to the air. We will do that coming up. We're on Sportsmanlike, presented by Progressive Insurance. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, Who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. Smalls, when we sit here every day between 6 a.m. and 10 a.m. Eastern time on ESPN Radio, ESPN2, ESPNU, Michelle Smallman, Chris Candy back with us on Monday, Evan Cohen. We have topics, we have conversations, we make left and right turns going all over the place. We have our own show, obviously, us, for the audience. Well, Nuno, Pat, and Jovante in Bristol, Connecticut, Vegas East, have somehow, instead of like getting involved in our topics, which are their topics also, they're as much of a part of this as we are, sometimes they veer off until they're to their own show altogether, which nobody hears but the three of them, right? And we get a sneak peek of it when we get, go to commercial break. Or if we go to them unexpectedly and we hear them yelling at each other, yes, right? Yes, that happens too. So there has been a, don't ask, but there has been a Kentucky versus Dallas Cowboys debate back in Bristol. Yes, you heard me right. Kentucky Wildcats versus Dallas Cowboys that the three of them have been on. And it stems from, I believe, Jay Williams and Matt Jones. Can you guys explain what's happening? Because Smalls and I are not in on this conversation. Here. So the other um, on this past Saturday during uh, college game day, Jay said that the Kentucky is the, are the Cowboys of college basketball. Every year we're going to hype them up because they have all these draft picks. Every year we're going to talk about Cal. Cal is one of the best to do it, but he, is he on the same level as Bill Self? Mm-hmm. People like Matt Jones and the rest of K- Kentucky Nation just – up in arms. Like, we've won titles. Don't compare us to Kentucky. It's also ironic that the they lost. The, the, uh, yeah, to the Cowboys. Excuse me. It's also ironic that Jay was on. It ramped up this week because Jay was on the call during the Kentucky-LSU game, which Kentucky lost. So, And that's what we were talking about. And Pat threw out that the comp for Kentucky is actually the Steelers. They've won one in recent memory, but that's it. 
So hmm. I, I have had this debate going on in my brain for a long time about John Calipari in Kentucky. And shout out to Matt Jones, KY Sports Radio on uh, Twitter. And you hear him with Myron Metcalf over the weekends. Matt is has a crazy following, insane following of all kinds of people in and around Kentucky and is a phenomenal host all across the country. He's great. And I don't know what John Calipari's job is. And what I when I say that, I'm asking, is it your job as a college basketball coach, in the case of John Calipari, is it your job to create millionaires or to win games? Now, John Calipari absolutely brings student-athletes to Kentucky where they are great players, go on to the NBA, and make millions upon millions of dollars. If you were to build an all-Kentucky NBA team, they may win a championship every single year. That's how good the players that come out of Kentucky are. Okay? He's great at collecting talent. But he, and he's also great at advancing them to that next level. But it doesn't come with a title every single year. It's come with one singular title. So if you're a college program, what would and you're fans of a college program, what would your goal be? Would you want to win as much as possible in college? Or would you want the people that went to your college, played for your school, to advance and become superstars at that next level? What? Is that really a question? That is my question. What is, what is his job? I want them to win while I'm in college. I... If they go on past playing for my school and have success at the professional level, God bless you. I will, I'll be so happy to cheer for you. But I want you cutting down nets and putting banners in my school's arena. Okay, so based on the talent that he's had, which is, includes but is not limited to Devin Booker, Bam Adebayo, De'Aaron Fox, Anthony Davis, Jamal Murray. I, I mean, it's insane, right? The talent that he has currently in the league. Based on the talent that he's had and what you just said the job is, John Calipari has not done his job. I'm asking, is that how you feel? Tyrese Maxey, Emmanuel Quickly, Malik I mean, Monk. There's there's tons of talent that have gone through that program, obviously. And yeah, based on some of the the names and the people he has been able to recruit to go there, the amount of times that they've won, I would I would bet Kentucky basketball fans would say it hasn't been enough. It has not resulted in enough success. On the basketball court, right? See, to me, they feel more like the Packers. There is nobody like the Packers at the quarterback position. Nobody. You cannot find anyone in the NFL that has had the level of success the Green Bay Packers have now had, if we include Jordan Love at a lesser level, obviously, three times over for over 30 years. I was a guest yesterday, Wilde Atouch, ESPN Wisconsin, and, we, and Mark Tausch, your former NFL player and, and co-host with Jason Wilde, brought up the fact that they have not started a rookie quarterback since 1987. Wow. That is not a stat. That's a philosophy, I think, mm-hmm. right? And that what they have done is they are completely abnormal and they are the outlier when it comes to actually producing at that position two things. You draft or bring in a quarterback when you want one and you don't pay a quarterback too much where they can't outperform their contract. It's an anomaly what we've seen for over 30 years. John Calipari's NBA, the, the players that he brings in, Going to the NBA is a complete anomaly. The amount of players that he has had that have been one and done going to the NBA is insane. And you would think, based on the talent that he produces, they would have more than one championship during his run there. Based on the fact that you've had a first ballot Hall of Fame quarterback in Green Bay for over 30 years, you would assume they would have more than two total championships, right? So I don't know what the job is, though, because John Calipari is at the NBA All-Star Game with all of his players. Mm -hmm. He's at the NBA Draft with the entire first round, Mm -hmm. right? He's not cutting down nets in March, though. 
I don't know what is, because he, I think, now he may look at it as, this is what I'm saying because I'm not winning titles, or he may say, no, I'm here to make young men better in life. And I am making all of these young men better in life because every single one of these guys is making millions and they will have generational wealth because they played here and now they're first round picks and insanely successful in the NBA. Yeah, he's probably thinking the philosophy is if I can attract the the highest talent to come here and play basketball, we have a very good chance of it resulting in a championship. I know that it's going to be a feeder program into the NBA. And with the way that I have assembled this team and the way that I recruit talent, we are putting ourselves in a position to not only compete every year, but be relevant every year. Now, has that resulted in the amount of championships he probably would have liked? No, but he's accomplished both of those things most of the time. They're relevant and they're in the mix. Just as a point of compare and contrast, um, Jay Wright, Villanova, who is not a college coach anymore, Won two titles and produced insane amounts of NBA players. He's cl- in my mind, he's clearly better than John Calipari because he's done both. Right? There are other guys that have won a ton in college that are not like not necessarily going to produce tons of NBA players. I am unsure of what the job is at times. Like I remember having this conversation, and, and it's an odd comparison, but about Urban Meyer when he when he was coaching Tim Tebow at Florida. I, I kept asking the question, what is his job as it relates to Tebow? Is it to fix his throwing motion for the NFL or to just continue what he's doing because they're winning every college game, right? What is the job, right? When we critique John Calipari and we're saying he's like the Cowboys or all these quote-unquote underachievers, he has won. And he has produced in, in more millionaires than anybody. Mm-hmm. What is? I don't know. I haven't, I haven't asked Matt Jones specifically, who knows more about this than anybody in terms of Kentucky, what is the job of the Kentucky basketball coach? Is it to win as many games as possible? It's to win championships. Yeah, okay. that's, Come on. that's well, the goal. Like when, when, do you know the last time they played in the Final Four? I don't off the top of my head. 2015 you, yeah, you against oh, Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Okay, I didn't know that that was the last one. No, they were the last, 14 too, the, I think. The last time they made an Elite Eight? No. 2019. So that program is underachieving. It's your comp to the Packers is, the, I think, the perfect example there. Because they have something abnormal, right? Like, you have to acknowledge the abnormality that they have. Mm-hmm. The Packers have first ballot Hall of Fame quarterbacks. Kentucky basketball has the lottery every single year. We can continue this conversation coming up. We're on Sportsmanlike on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. You can listen to Unsportsmanlike live weekdays from 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch on ESPN2 and on ESPNU. Unsportsmanlike with Evan Canty and Michelle.